Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Good to have you on board. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. This show is brought to you by DraftKings. The big news last night, Jim Harbaugh signs on new head coach, L.A. Chargers. What does he possibly mean in year number one? Well, don't forget that they were a playoff team a year ago, and they spit up a huge lead on the road against Jacksonville. This year, their win total was around nine and a half. Herbert got hurt. It was a disaster. Staley was fired. He's terrible. They bring in a guy who has won pretty much everywhere. And I will remind you again, when you go back a decade, in his first year with the 49ers, he took over a team that won six games. Their win total was seven and a half. They were 13 and three. The year after that, the win total was 10. They were 11 and five. In 2013, the win total was 11 and a half. They were 12 and four. We're talking about back to back to back. NFC Championship games, and a Super Bowl appearance in there. They were like razor thin. One play away. In both those losses, they could have been in three straight Super Bowls with the yep. guy. Should have won this, could have won the Super Bowl against Baltimore, too. He wanted the holding call in the end zone uh, uh, in that game. They and then, whiffed on that one. Yep, they blew that call. And then the uh, Sherman interplay uh, interception thrown at the Crabtree. They also, he also did this right off the bat with Alex Smith, who was labeled a bust. And why we even bring him on back and be on the team? And he did that. Two years ago, the Chargers also missed the playoffs because of Staley. The Sunday night debacle, where if they had a tie, they would have made the playoffs. But for some stupid reason, he called a timeout, which then the Raiders changed their mind. The Raiders they, were going to take a knee and end play. the game in a tie. Yes, yes. Then they ran it, got a chunk play, and then they kicked the game-winning field goal. 
They play the NFC South and the AFC North. We will have a horrible as they have Baltimore at home next year. Oh, that's, I mean, book that for that is right. Sunday night football? Right. So, it's, I mean, you, so you obviously play Baltimore, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and the Brownies. You play uh, Atlanta. You go to Atlanta and Carolina. You have the Saints and Tampa at home. So it's a tough schedule. But as we've seen, every single stop, he comes in and turns it around immediately. No matter how bad the situation was, no matter how bad the organization or program was, he, he turns it around and wins big. And it doesn't take long. Stanford, San Diego, 49ers, where Michigan was at. I'll bet, remember, Hulk was 5-7 and seven when they ran him out and were sick of him. But it, it's every stop. He's done an excellent job and turned it around immediately. Yep. He's a winner. He'll win here. And I don't know how far he's going to take them, but maybe this is going to be the guy to finally take this team and this quarterback and put him over the hump. I mean, the question marks I still have about Herbert just because of the bad coaching staff the guy's had to put up with in his career. Well, I don't think there's any question marks. I think it's all no. horrible coaching, what he's had. That's, that's the thing. It's that's, like he's I'm, a watch, star. I'm watching a guy who had Anthony Lynn and Brandon Staley basically take a wrecking ball to his career. Yeah. So it's like, get that trash. You need to get that stank and remove it as far as possible from this guy and bring in somebody. And like, if they whiffed on Harbaugh, that's why I think, like, I'll be stunned if it doesn't work out here just because the guy's track record now going back 15, 20 years is so elite. But if it doesn't, I still give it an A plus because this is something the Chargers typically have not been able to do, and that's land the right guy. I mean, they, it's Mike McCoy into Anthony Lynn into Brandon Staley. And I know Tom Telesco hired all three of those guys. Not great on his resume, but what could he do very well? That's draft. They've had tons of talent for as long as I can remember. And it's just been a, you know, a disastrous year right. and going a disappointing back, year going back as far as I can recall. Yes, with Rivers and LT and they were at Norv Turner too. Uh, and those teams underachieved. I, I'm not saying Herbert is Mahomes, but he's also had to deal with so many injuries. I mean, he rarely has his top weapons that have been out there too yeah. as he's had some bad luck. So... There's been there's been some some bad performances, but I just think with with the right coaching staff, he's just gonna gonna dominate. And, and again, they'll be back to the playoffs. And a big reason why they won excuse me lost last year yep. was coaching as well. I mean, how do you how do you blow a four touchdown lead? I think you if can't you can't blow a playoff game like that. So if you go back and forth on the potential win total for the Chargers next year, very early here, if I make it eight and a half, I think you probably over. see a lot of public money go over. Yes. And, and a lot of people picking them to win the division. Yeah, I think if you go nine and a half, I think you'll get, and maybe I'm wrong on this, I think you get sharp money to the under on nine and a half. This is what I think that you, what, what would happen. So maybe the right number is nine. That's a tough division, and it's a tough schedule. Sure. Yep. But I think generally we'll just go on projected win totals with a hook, so there's going to be a winner or a loser. Yeah. Now. They have to get over the hump and beat Kansas City, too. They, they've all, they've, they've always been, been close. Yep. They can't beat the Chiefs. There's also this. When you look at uh, mock drafts, they're picking fifth overall. I'm looking at Mel Kuyper's mock draft that came out yesterday. I'm looking at Charlie Campbell's mock draft. I'm looking at others. Like maybe the consensus guy going number five overall would be tight end Brock Bowers out of Georgia. Would you like that? As another weapon here for Herbert? Well, I'd like that, but certainly I'd probably have to go defense, though, too. They also have cap issues. But uh, and all the money they spent on that defense, and it's been horrible. Yeah. But I, don't, I, I, think, I think Kuyper might actually get this right. That it's going to go Caleb Williams, Daniels, May, Harrison, Bowers. I think that's that's strong that you could see those those five go. And I would oh, would I love life if the Chicago Bears could go Caleb Williams, 
trade fields, and then you take a Dunze at nine. Well, that's the thousand percent. Yeah. I would be dancing if I'm a Bears fan. That has to be the pick, though. You and I have talked about there. this several times, right? If they can land it like that, then there's no question that's what you got to do. Yep. Caleb won trade fields and Odunze at number nine. I, Roma Dunze in the right spot can be an absolute stud in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, he's right behind Marvin Harrison. Now, do you really think Daniels is going to go number two overall now? That's the way he's training. Remember, Matt Humans yeah. came out here on this show a couple yeah. weeks ago and said, take a flyer on him. And I think he was as high as 25 or 30 to one to go first ahead, ahead of Caleb. I mean, we're getting maybe a little. No, Caleb's not. He's up to $9 now yeah. to go number one. So I, I think you'll see Daniels go ahead. Of, I think that's real. Ahead of May. And then it wouldn't be bad if he falls to the Patriots there. And the Patriots would probably be happy to take him yeah. uh, at, at number three. By the way, several mocks have like the first defensive player going eighth off the board. Because you have Bowers, you have three potential quarterbacks, some receivers, offensive line. And then most mocks have Dallas Turner from Alabama defensively going to Atlanta at number eight. I also I heard, saw the LSU kid going there too. What neighbors? What what's his name? Yeah, to the Giants. Yeah, yep. Um, I also heard this yesterday. Somebody was making the case that the first round quarterback prop number taken in the first round should be five and a half. Now that's an autoplay to the under for me, um, because well, McCarthy's supposed to go top twenty or fifteen. Yeah, we'll get those but, three that uh, we talked about. Yeah, McCarthy, Knicks according to quite a few people, could go top half of the draft, and then does Penix slide in? I don't. We're going to get six quarterbacks drafted in the first round. Again, that prop has gone, there's been, I think, one push, and every other year it's gone under since PASPA came down, when legalized sports betting became national back in 2018. I don't think we're going to get all six in the first round. I, can you, McCarthy and Knicks are first-round quarterbacks? I mean, I take pride in getting... You can't fall off your chair. You can't. You see it every year. I mean, my God, where did, where did Christian Ponder go that one year? Well, that, that, Te- that year's all-timer. Them, I know. Teams will talk themselves into anything. It was Ponder, it was Locker. Blaine Gabbard, and it was uh, Jake Locker in the yeah. same year. Yeah. Pretty look bad. T- look at... All, just need, well, only one team has to love you. Look at Tebow. Would you put the Chargers this minute because of Harbaugh, the second-best team in that division behind the Chiefs? Yes, it's a, I'm not going to be surprised if they win the division and end the streak, too. He's that good. And it's also Staley was that bad. I also think that we can have some uh, room for improvement for the other two teams as well. Well, what's Denver going to do at quarterback? Sure. What are the Raiders going to do uh, at quarterback? That, that's right. That's going to be big. What happens there? But if you ask me today, I'm allowed to change my mind. If you ask me today, I'd say yes. You know, they're going to they're gonna challenge Kansas City for that division. Suddenly, it's kind of been... You know, the Chiefs and then the JV for many, many years in that division. And now you turn your head, you blink, you give it a year, and you're like, wait a second now. They have Harbaugh. Herbert's going to come back and be healthy. They have a top five pick. The Raiders completely overachieved. They somehow, I mean, they played way over their skis, in my opinion, had a legit defense. If they get a quarterback and hit that, they're legit. They could be a playoff team, potentially. And then what if the, the Broncos get a, the right guy quarterback with Sean Payton in year number two? Suddenly we're talking about, and we expected this division to be absolutely elite going back one year. Didn't turn out that way. But patience, my friend, two years later, it could be. What if the Chiefs repeat? Does Andy Reid retire? Well, maybe. Maybe he retires anyways. because They don't have to win the Super Bowl. Could, could be. That could happen. Right. What else does that guy have to prove? Mm-hmm. 
But you said it earlier. Even if it, it, it's going to work, but you have to take the, uh, the A plus. You have to do it. Uh-huh. There's just you're not relevant in that market. No one gives a rat's ass about the Chargers. I mean, I, I still go back to the story when the the move was announced. A couple players went to a Laker game. They put them on the jumbotron. People booed them, and then they're playing in that soccer stadium. And Philip Rivers is using the silent, the silent snap uh. count and Steeler fans taking over and all these road games. I mean, you have to get the home field advantage back, number one. I mean, every time you have a home game, it can't just be, oh, look at all the Denver fans. Look at all the Kansas City fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got to change that, and he does, and you've got to make them relevant and become a big story, and you have to do that, which L.A. fan gets a bad rap. They're great sports fans, and but everyone wants a winner. So rest assured, Chargers make the playoffs, or start out hot, then you're going to see people filling up the stadium, actual fans, and uh, and turning that thing around. I think you could argue that if they had a guy at the level of Jim Harbaugh over the last 20, 25 years, they would absolutely have won Super Bowl championship by now. Because, I mean, Schottenheimer was a great regular season coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, that year that they were 14-2 and two and lost at home against the Patriots was just they did so many times, inexcusable. 13-3, and three, they lost to the Jets. It was just... Non-stop. Oh, terrible. Over and over and over again, where they had elite yeah. rosters. and they could, That one year again, they were number one in offense and defense, and they missed the playoffs. Yes. Come on. Yes. It's Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Nigel Seeley is going to join the program coming up next. We'll get his best bets in soccer and see if he has an opinion on the uh, men's draw at the Aussie Open in the semifinals. That's coming up next year on the Sports Betting Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Put the VSIN experts to work for you. Start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up, get your first year for $199. Promo code FTM. Access to everything on our brand new website. Daily best bets, the leaderboard, who has the hot hand, the betting splits, dog videos, and the upcoming Super Bowl betting guide with best bets and favorite prop bets. Promo code FTM. First year, $199. VSIN.com slash subscribe. We'll hit soccer and a little tennis here as uh, Nigel Seeley joins the program now. He's on X at Seeley underscore Nigel, premiersportsplays.com. And uh, Nigel, good morning, lad. I caught uh, a lot of your podcast, the tennis podcast that you and your co-hosts were doing last night looking at the Australian Open. Here are some numbers that I wrote down from the podcast, which are just amazing to me. The last... Australian Open semifinal underdog to win on the men's side was 2012. Only two underdogs have won in the last 28 matches in the Australian Open semis. And Joker has never lost in the semis. And he's only dropped three sets. Just bonkers. Having said that, do you give Sinner a chance? I do give Sinner a chance. Good morning, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, So, yes, I do give him a chance. Um... I've been very fortunate over the last couple of years to be able to go and watch a lot of tennis, go 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 to different venues, some lovely venues all around the world watching tennis. And I've seen a lot of these players in action. And I've said for some time that Yannick Sinner is the player that I believe will be the undisputed number one on the men's game for years to come. I I was re- ridiculed by it many times where people said Carlos Alcaraz would be better than Sinner. And I, I couldn't, you know, but I I thought that always that Sinner had the game to be the best player. He's very lean. Uh, he, he's quite pasty in his skin, his complexion. He struggles with his fitness conditions, which is which is a bit of a problem. But once he overcame that, I always thought he had the game to be the world number one. Um, he certainly showed at the end of last year that he's got the capabilities, and now he's got this kind of confidence and belief about him. The problem is standing up at the end of the court is the greatest player and the greatest, probably one of the greatest competitors, not only in tennis, but in sports in history in, in Novak Djokovic. Novak Djokovic does not know the word loss, doesn't know the word beat, doesn't know when to lose. When you think of someone who's been brought up in his life with bombs dropping around him in the civil war. You know, he, he knows, he knows what adversity means. So that's what you've got to overcome. So that's, you've read, you've read the stats there. So you know exactly what the, what the, the record that Sinner has got to overcome, but they, he has to, he has to take some positives from this match. Sinner has got an unbelievable, very good serve. His forehand is exceptional. His movement around the court has got a lot, lot better. And there's a few things that are working in his favor. One of them is father time. Novak Djokovic cannot continue to do what he's been doing for the years. He's getting older, obviously, and, he, and he's, he's, his body he doesn't show any signs of stopping down, but greats always do just suddenly hit hit the buffers and then they're over. 
And that time will come with Djokovic. It's happened with Federer. It's happening now, as we see with Nadal. And it will come with Federer, uh, with, with Djokovic. So there is there is farther time. The other thing he's got to take some confidence off it, he played him four times last year and he beat him twice. So he played four matches in 2023, two wins apiece. Um, he beat him at the Turin Championship over in Italy in his homeland in the group stage. He had the opportunity to knock Novak Djokovic out of the tournament if he lost the match. He, he was essentially through. He could have knocked Djokovic out, but he, he played and, and won the match, which meant Djokovic got through to because it was a group stage. They met in the final and Djokovic beat him in the final, but Sinner was spent then. He was absolutely exhausted. And then he went and beat him at the, at the Davis Cup, which not many people beat Djokovic at the Davis Cup. I can assure you that when he's playing for Serbia. So he's got big positives. He's beaten him twice in the last three matches. They were over the best of three sets, though. This is the best of five sets. The other thing that works in Sinner's favour is the weather. The weather tomorrow or this evening in, in stateside over in Melbourne. Melbourne could be ridiculously hot. It could be 100 Fahrenheit or it can be like high 60s. Tomorrow it's low 60s, rain around. That will suit the conditioning. That, that will suit Sinner. My fear for Sinner when he goes into a fourth or fifth set in really hot conditions, I've seen him happen in Miami in blistering heat against Medvedev and Alcaraz. He struggles with his conditioning. That, could, that will help him. I give him a chance. I give him a real chance, but he's got to get off fast. He's got to fly out the traps. Um, I'm on all three of the finalists, apart from Novak Djokovic. I've, I've opposed Novak Djokovic and, you know, uh, semi-finalists. I've opposed Novak Djokovic. But I do give Sinner a chance here. I think that he will take a set off Djokovic. Hopefully it'll be the first set. I think the spread, getting Sinner, I think he's plus two and a half or three and a half, depending on where you shop around. I give Sinner a chance. I do think the games are cheap at 40 and a half. I think I'd go over. 14 and a half. I think this is a four-set, fifth-set match. But Djokovic, at the start of this tournament, dropped sets against poor opposition. We'd never seen that from Djokovic, and he was complaining of, a, of an injury. He's a, he's a, he plays a lot of mind games, Djokovic, but I do give Sinner a chance. I, I really do. I, I bet him already at 16-1 to 1 to win the tournament. I bet him in November last year at 16-1 to 1 to win the Australian Open. I'm not going to do anything else. But if I was sitting here now, it's a big cheer for me, Sinner here. But if I was sitting here now looking for an angle, I'd probably bet Sinner on that on the handicap and I'd go over on the games at 40 and a half. Father Money, Paulie and Mitch Visa on the Sports Betting Network. Nigel Seely, our guest. at Seely underscore Nigel on X. Tennis, golf, soccer with Nigel. How about Medvedev? Well, this is a real interesting one. Both of these two have played an extremely lot of tennis. You've got to remember something. You think about Sinner. He hasn't dropped a set yet in the tournament as well. So that's another huge thing for him. So he's played less court time than, than everybody. Uh, these two, Medvedev and Sverev, have played an awful lot of tennis. They've played, they're, they're, they're lots of five setters. They're, both their matches come through long, long matches. And it's basically going to be to see who, who get holds out first. Zverev was dead on his feet against Ayakaraz going into the, into the fourth set. And he managed to recover and just about go over the line. I think if it went into a fifth set, he would struggle here. It's a about who's fitter. If you look at their head-to-head -head record between the two, they've met 19 times before. Medvedev's won 12, Zverev's won 7. In the early part of the year, of his career, Zverev was got much the better. He won six of their first seven matches. But at the latter stage, Medvedev has won six of the last seven matches against Zverev. Medvedev usually beats Zverev, but this is the best addition of Zverev I've seen for a long time. He had a terrible injury at the, the US Open a few years ago. He's come back now. He's serving incredibly well, incredibly well. And I think this is another one that is destined to go long again. Um, I've seen some sports books at 40 and a half, some other sports books at 41 on the total. I think 40 and a half could be, could be an angle here. But I think if you were looking for a wager, I think the first set could be tight here. Um, if you look back through history in, in first sets of um, semifinals in the men's singles at the Australian Open, in the last 30 
semi-finals, there's been 30 tiebreaks. So there's always been a tiebreak in one, you know, in not, you know, some of them have been two or three, but if you look statistically, 30 of the last semi-finals, 30 tiebreaks. First set with so much at stake, very evenly matched semi-finals, nerves, people playing cautious set number one. I think the over 10 and a half games in this match here in first set or over 12 and a half to bet the tiebreak in set one. I think there's been four tiebreaks in the last nine, 10 um, sort of semi-final first legs as well, which would be mathematically a lot better. A lot, you know, you'll be getting a lot better price than the statistics. But I think these are very, very interesting tennis matches this evening. I do give whoever wins Djokovic Sinner a huge chance of winning the, winning the I think they'll be overwhelming favourite because I think if Medvedev and Zverev goes long, which I expect it to, that'll be three to four five set matches both of these are played and then going into a final as well I think their legs will be running empty so I'm looking forward to them both but I think the angle would be to go over both matches on the total of 40 and a half and play those props on set number one to be over 10 and a half as well but uh, I do give Sinner a chance here I really really do um, he's got to believe he can beat him he had opportunities against uh, Djokovic at Wimbledon he had very, loads and loads of break points he couldn't take them but this is a different Sinner now he has a belief around him. He has a confidence around him. And he knows he's destined for good things. And I think Djokovic is very slowly, very slightly, but just showing signs of a tiny, tiny decline. The Premier League has the weekend off. They're back uh, with a big card Tuesday and Wednesday. So we'll talk to you then. Any lower leagues you like this weekend, soccer? Uh, as, as you could imagine, it's, it's all been tennis, tennis, tennis this week for me. So I haven't really looked in depth at a lot of them. There's, there's about six or seven I've got um, some eyes on, which I'm breaking down as we get. I've been out this morning. I'm breaking them down now. But there's one bet I do like. It's Blackpool at home to Charlton in League One in England's lower league. Blackpool are closing in on the playoff position. They've got an excellent manager who uh, was manager of the academy, the youth academy at Liverpool. Uh, they are six matches unbeaten in league in, in, in regular time. The only time they lost was against the Premier League side, Nottingham Forest, in the FA Cup in extra time. Uh, they've scored at least two goals in their last six matches, and they're scoring goals for fun, and they're up against a Charlton team in League One who are in turmoil. I actually bet Charlton to actually be promoted this year. I couldn't have got it more wrong. They're in absolutely disarray. They've sacked their manager. It's the second managerial um, sack in this season. Uh, they haven't won in, in 13 matches. Ooh. And uh, if you look at their last six games, they've conceded two goals in their last six matches. They were really disappointed in midweek. They lost 3-2 at home to Northampton. Uh, after the match, they sacked their manager. And they weren't happy with the performance. They also got a player sent off and got two players injured. So they're going to be without three key players, without a manager and three key players. And they travel to an informed Blackpool who are always scoring goals and who have the playoffs in sight. Uh, I saw the price of minus 125 for Blackpool to beat Charlton. I, I think they're probably closer to minus $2, mainly mm. for me. I think there'll be a big move for Blackpool in here when, when the news of the injuries comes out, suspensions come out, and playing without a manager. You usually get a bit of a boost after a, a manager comes in. But until they get that manager, the uncertainty around the club is bad. They, instead of going into the playoffs and promotion, they're looking at relegation. So Blackpool at home to Charlton, minus 125, you can get it. It's a great bet. Love it. Phenomenal analysis as always. Follow him on X. He's at Sealy underscore Nigel, premiersportsplace.com. Uh, great job today, mate. Let's hope Sinner gets her. That would be terrific. Oh, can't wait. All the best, mate. Thank yep. you. Enjoy the matches. There you go. Nigel Sealy. The numbers on Djokovic. Awesome, but he had a uh, made a great case there, potentially for him to lose this match. Up next, Glenn Clark clovers, uh, covers the Ravens in Baltimore. Mark Andrews, Marlon Humphrey, trending towards playing. How big of an impact can we expect, uh, expect from either player?
Omaha Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air-chilled chicken, and more. You'll love every bite. It's Omaha Steaks guarantee. For a limited time, go to omahasteaks.com slash VEASAN. You get four free air-chilled boneless chicken breast and four free rich, juicy, boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. We love it. It's the best. OmahaSteaks.com slash VEASAN. Get there now. AFC title game here. Ravens now a four-point favorite at some shops. Still three and a half at others against the Chiefs coming up on Sunday. And Glenn Clark joins the program. He covers the Ravens in Baltimore for PressBox Online and 105.7 The Fan. Uh, Glenn, thanks for the time today. Good morning. What is the electricity like in the city for the game? No, it's pandemonium, Mitch Pauly. I mean, this is the first time in since the literally very first AFC championship game that was ever contested in 1971. The city of Baltimore has hosted a title game, which is kind of a weird anomaly, right? Like they played in four of these things. They've just never hosted yeah. one. And it, yeah. it speaks to the difficulty of the AFC North over the years, right? You've always had the Pittsburgh Steelers to contend with. So um, this is this is bonkers this week in Baltimore. Everybody is fired up. The ticket prices are through the roof. It's a it's a really really exciting week to be here okay i was watching the video yesterday or multiple videos pretty much showing the same thing mark andrews did not play last week same with marlon humphrey it looked pretty good to me Uh, i'm guessing both guys are going to play what kind of an impact do you think they're going to have on the game I think that'll be interesting, right? Because I don't know that you're going to give a full snap count to Mark Andrews in particular for a couple of reasons. One, I mean, it's still kind of a dramatic return from injury in a quick amount of time, but also because, and I think we've talked about it before, Isaiah likely has just been phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know that you feel like you have to force it with Mark Andrews. The other thing I know, there's been this sort of weird conversation about, hey, in Lamar Jackson's history, sometimes he's only seen Mark Andrews. Well, that was because for a few of those years, there was no one else to see. Uh, in the Ravens (laughs) offense. And that's not the case any longer. And he has spread the ball around pretty well. I I don't think there's any concern about that, but I just think there's so much good there that they don't have to force the issue with Mark Andrews. And I would say the sort of the same thing uh, in the secondary. It's just crazy how deep this team is guys. Brandon Stevens has been a godsend for this football team in one-on-one coverage. No one saw that coming. They were moving him to safety over the summer before they were forced to move him back to cornerback. And he's been phenomenal. Ronald Darby has been outstanding. I, I, I think that Marlon Humphrey could end up playing a little bit more slot. I think it frees up Kyle Hamilton to sort of take on more of the Travis Kelsey challenge. So I think these are luxuries at this point, not necessarily necessities, which is crazy to say about these two particular players. Are you surprised the spread opened three, three and a half? Depends where you shop, but because just they've been at their best against the best teams and blowing people out. It's insane what they've done against good teams this year. For those that aren't aware, they've won nine games against teams that finished with winning records by two touchdowns or more. It's insane. Um, They've beaten 11 teams total that finished with winning records, including the Texans in the playoffs. It's it, they're on a heater, unlike much of anything we've ever seen. So I, I'm not surprised only because it's Patrick Mahomes on the other side. And, and you're still feeling that even in town. There's an, an incredible amount of faith in the Ravens and what they're doing and how they're playing. And they don't have weaknesses. 
But those guys are zombies on the other side. It's very difficult to kill them. We didn't think they were very good this year, and yet here they are once again in an AFC championship game. And I think that betters are feeling the same thing. So I'm sure that some of the shops reflected that, that you knew it was going to be tough for people to pick against the Chiefs. Um, Give that number. It keeps it a little more even. But yes, on paper, the Ravens should be at least four points better than the Kansas City Chiefs. they got to go out and prove it in, in a situation where they've never proved it before. Which matchups do you like for the Chiefs on offense against this Ravens defense? Are there any? Uh, the only one I would particularly like is Isaiah Pacheco has been outstanding, and yep. the one area where the Ravens have been vulnerable is against the run. So it's interesting. All the talk this week, of course, is Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson, and rightfully so. Um, but I, my gut tells me there's also a lot of rain in the forecast this weekend in Baltimore. It's kind of gross outside today. I don't know if you can notice that outside my window. Um, so I think that these teams are going to be looking to run and that's the one area when the Ravens have lost games this season to the Colts at home, Zach Moss had a very good day on the ground. The second half against the Browns, the Browns were able to impose their will a little bit. Now that's going back before the bye, and that's when the Ravens appeared to be wearing down a little bit. They have been fresh. They've played one game over the last month where they were really trying to win, and that was last week. They get the extra day. I, I don't think that they're as vulnerable at this point, but if I were the Chiefs, I think that would be the one area where I'd be trying to figure out if they're still vulnerable. So I do think the Chiefs try to keep this game on the ground as much as possible with Isaiah Pacheco in the early going and see if they can't wear that out a little bit. Are you surprised at the still the, the doubters of Lamar Jackson? And, and two two MVPs and still what well he's got to win this game and what I mean it, it's, yeah. it's, ba- it's got to be baffling even going back to the summer when three teams immediately tweeted out we have no interest in the guy right I mean I I'm sure the Falcons are feeling really good about that <laughs> right. decision right now like God imagine um am I surprised by it no because we're just so used to it at this point like this is it's such a different we could get into an hour long conversation about how no one's just willing to admit that they were wrong um, Um, For what it's worth, as good as Lamar Jackson was, and we all knew how good he was, and there was this, well, Lamar can't throw. That was nonsense. But what we've seen this season, I'll tell you that even I didn't know this was coming. This is a different level of Lamar Jackson. This is a guy that looks like an orchestra conductor. This is a guy that knows what's – this is Peyton Manning that we're seeing. Oh, and by the way, he's also still capable of running. He is seeing the field, and the game has slowed down for him in a way that we have never seen here in Baltimore, and I think we have rarely seen in the modern era of quarterbacking. You have to watch. The numbers can't all define this. When you watch Lamar Jackson play, the way that he is seeing the play unfold and where everything is going and what the best idea is on each play is bonkers. Um, I I know a lot of it is the marriage with Todd Munkin that has worked out Mm -hmm. phenomenally. Todd Munkin hasn't tried to force anything as far as the system is concerned. Some of it, as we joked about earlier with Mark Andrews, is just having even capable wide receivers on the field to throw the ball to. The Ravens previously had no more than like one capable wide receiver on the field for Lamar Jackson. He's had four capable wide receivers plus Mark Andrews plus Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, there you go. It's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, Glenn Clark, he covers the Ravens in Baltimore for Press Box on line and 105.7 the fan so having said that I mean as good as he's been the Chiefs secondary is a total strength of that team tough to pass on them they have great playmakers on that side of the ball you can run on them do you think this is going to be a combination of well I mean Jackson running the ball is not going to surprise anybody but can we expect maybe Edwards and Hill to push their props and maybe go over what their rushing numbers are 
I think we froze up with Glenn there for a second. Yep. Locked in. Mm. A good question. We'll try to get him back, too. Yeah. Uh, did we? Okay. Yeah, he's lost well, right now. Well, the weather. Tough. Tough rain. As he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He also had, I hope we get him back here because he has a breakdown and a good bet for the game too yeah. based on uh, Baltimore's tendencies and something that we saw again last week against the Texans. So um, I think he's right. Again, it's Mahomes, so you can't get too nuts with the number. But, I mean, if this was any other team with a similar rating to Kansas City, I don't think Baltimore would have been 3 minus 120 on the opener. Do you know what I'm saying? If the quarterback was not named Patrick Mahomes, I think it would have been, the opener would have been 4, 4.5, I think. Yeah, everyone's aware of Mahomes' record as a dog. And just how, how well he played against Buffalo. But you have to take into account all the guys that were injured, though, too. And this is a whole different animal to me, what you're doing. Yeah. And, and he's right. I mean, this is going to be Detroit part two. The, the price to get in and just they're, they're hungry. I mean, 1971. Think about that. Oh, they haven't had this game at home. Yes. yes. And so they've done a great job, by the way, in their history of going on the road and winning this game. And now, of course, the entire place is going to be juiced to the gills uh, for this contest. Um, did you bet this game yet? Well, I took three and a half right away, but then I have the $30,000 future on the Ravens, but now I've, ch- I've changed my mind on the game now. I mean, I, liked, I, I like the Ravens to win and cover. The more you dig in and look at, at uh, the Chiefs, just didn't have a good year this year. And they beat uh, a bunch of nobodies the last two weeks in terms of the defense they went against, and Miami was a total fraud. We knew mm-hmm. that. His pick, by the way, is third quarter. Right. We're not going to get him back with no, this. We're on the like time. It. He likes third quarter and the adjustments McDonald has made coming out of halftime and thinks that'll be the difference. And then also you have the great angle with the Chiefs, 18-1 and one to the under fourth quarter, 17-2 and two to the under second half this year. Now, have you looked for that fourth quarter number yeah. already? I think I saw. Last week it was yeah, 14 it was against 14. the Bills. I think it was 13 and a half. That's going to be right around that same that. number. Yeah. Yeah. Well, think about what had to happen for that to stay under last week. But it got there. Uh, yeah, right. You had to get, well, first of all, the fake punt, which didn't work, which gave the Chiefs great field position, which led to just a ridiculous play called the Hardman again at the goal line. He fumbles it. They get the touchback. And then the way Josh Allen closed the game. There's also a prop. Both teams make a 33-yard field goal. And then I've also, I like the touchdown field goal each team, uh, which was $1.85. But I think that also will come in. I also like no score first five well, minutes. Well, hold on, what's the price on that both field goals? Uh, both, I think it's a, I think it's a small plus. What, with, those, with those two I'm not hundred percent, but that's yeah. I'm not hundred percent on that, but I'll, I'll I saw I'll look, I'll look during the break. I mean, you can trust Tucker yeah. and a Hurricane. Oh no, both of them. Yes, no and, doubt. And the Chiefs can't finish off drives. Yes. Hmm. I trust both kickers, but I got the goat with Tucker. But I'm fine with both guys, oh. even if it's going to rain. I will get into uh, tonight's card and every a trade that every team should make in the NBA coming up next year on VSIN. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs. New customers can bet $5 in any, any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the app now. Use code VEASAN. A ridiculous amount of props are already up. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, code VEASAN. The crown is yours. Small NBA card tonight. The doubleheader on TNT. The late game, Lakers four and a half at home against the Bulls. These teams could dance. Maybe there's a trade uh, that's going to happen here with the deadline a couple weeks away. We've heard DeRozan. We've heard Levine. Uh, I'd love to see the Lakers get DeRozan. The Bulls have been playing good ball. And the Lakers, looks like they're, they're going to be uh, in the play-in tournament, the play-in game, rather. Uh, they're plus money now to make the playoffs. Bobby Marks, ESPN.com, did a good article about what every team in the Western Conference should do and that they should make a trade. Hachimura, Russell, and a 2029 first-round pick. That's what they have to offer. And some of the names that could get you or type of package. Levine, Bruce Brown, Murray, Finney Smith, and Dinwiddie from the Nets. But the Lakers have to make a move here and get one of these guys and mix things up. And certainly no one's a fan of Russell and that ridiculous contract that he has. And I would absolutely give away one of those picks because you must keep LeBron James. And also running out of time with his age, and you don't want to make sure he stays in Los Angeles. Would that be a big enough package to get DeJounte Murray? I think that's good enough, yeah. 
I would laugh at that if I'm Atlanta. Yeah. Well, the guy's not that good, though. I would laugh at that if I'm Atlanta. What? I would not... T- oh, come on. Paul, you've ripped D'Angelo Russell more than anybody that I know of. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Why would you want but him then? Well, Murray can't play defense either. Well, Murray is clearly better than D'Angelo Russell, and I don't know. I mean, you called Rui a fluke yesterday. Oh, he certainly was, yeah. Right. But that's... Um, I think you get a lot more if you're Atlanta. Uh, well, I don't know what I'm going to have to give up, though, to get uh, DeRozan and what that package would be. Can you believe that there are potentially no takers for Levine? Yeah, he's he's a complicated fellow. I know. He's, he's got a tough game. He doesn't defend. He doesn't pass. You know, it goes back to that game, second game of the year. They went to Detroit and lost. He had 50 points and didn't have an assist. Uh, right. Um, I mean, there's there's no market for the guy. I know. And then the Bulls have to pick a street, too. While they're playing good ball, it's like you, you can't be in, in the 8-9-10 seat every year. Yeah. you you got to either bottom out or, or go for it. And, but, but then again, the East is so stacked and loaded, and already teams have made moves above you um so but that's tough so i wouldn't mind bruce brown uh either um and then finney smith and dinwiddie would be a good package also but the lakers also need some shooters and then a lot yeah. of moves they made over the years i mean they had shooters they had monk you had caruso and uh and, and guys have left and what they've done with the roster um thinks the uh golden state what are they going to do could you get burks and Morris? morris and who knows what Golden State will do in terms of a uh, big move they could make. Would you package Chris Paul? Another thing that he floated out there as well with the Warriors. And Lakeup has said, I'm going for it. Every year, I don't care what the money is we're going to spend and try to win. Well, I think maybe that window is closed. I, I would agree with you, but I, I don't think he sees it that way. And he just moved into that brand new building. So you needed to do a better job with all those picks that you had. Yeah, they whiffed on all of them. Pretty much. Yes. I know Kaminga had 25 last night. He has not done that enough in his career. He needs to be a consistent, like, 20-point scorer. And uh, just not getting it from him, Moody. I mean, they completely whiffed on Wiseman. Um, some of the other picks as well. You, you brought up the Wolves, the Nets game tonight. Here's the problem with the mm-hmm. Nets. Again, they've been playing good basketball to begin the games recently. First quarter, first half, been feisty. Last four losses, points scored and point differential. They scored 18 against the Knicks, and they were outscored by 14. They scored 15 against the Clippers, outscored by 26. They scored 20 against the Blazers, outscored by 11. And they scored 19 against the Heat, outscored by 1. I mean, you can barely touch 20 points in the fourth quarter in the way that the NBA has played in 2024. What is happening? Mm. They need to blow it up, too. They are in a horrible position. Now, the, the, the thing with the card tonight is there's a lot of teams on back-to-backs. Uh, plenty and, of them. Minnesota's on a back-to-back. So you played Washington, and we'll keep an eye on – something to keep an eye on with Finch with his tirade after the game and benching Cat the other night. Um, so they got the win and cover last night. That's a short number, though. And the Nets, as you mentioned, blew the game against the Knicks. How about – see, the game tonight should be the Knicks and, and Nuggets. That should be the TNT game. That's Agreed. an awesome game. But we're, we have the Celtics and Heat again, and the Heat had an embarrassing loss laying double digits last night at home to Memphis, and now they're getting 7.5 against Boston and the revenge angle from the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Listen, this Boston team is awesome, and on paper they're the best team in the East. But we see it every year. As I talked about, one title since 87, and their crunch time offense is still a problem. If it's a tie game with three minutes left, can I trust them? Are they going to turn it over? Will they get a good look? Let's start with that. And they have ten losses, eight of them. Eight of their losses, it's been tied 
with three minutes left and they've lost. Or is Jalen Brown going to dribble it off his right That's knee right. three times in a row? That's right. Still an issue there. Uh, that number, by the way, opened up five and a half. Celtics taking money the entire time, up to seven, seven and a half now. Pretty much everywhere. Other moves, Sixers open four and a half at the Pacers. That's now five and a half. Embiid's prop tonight. How are you going to be able to make he's his point? Averaging 36 a game. Yeah. What do you, I mean, you the run put, he's on, he scores 30 every night. You just put up 35 and a half yeah, from now yeah, on? It's like that Harden territory when Harden was on that run. Yeah. Total only 236 and a half. That's that seems, surprising. That seems low. Okay. Right. Um, and the Kings are lane two in Golden State. Golden State on a back-to-back, although they were at home and they beat Atlanta. Uh, what would you do if you're the Mavs? 14th in total games missed. 24 different starting lineups this year. It's a really good question. No Kyrie last do, night. In do the you loss. believe that if you kept Luka and Kyrie long-term and built around those two players, that they could make a serious run? They don't defend. Uh, but then again, they it, they also went to the conference finals, but a lot of things went their way, and they caught some breaks that year too. Uh, Luke is still an assassin and so good he can carry you. I just, but that, is, is I, that Kyrie, West is yeah. too strong, I think. Yeah, is Kyrie the right guy to be playing alongside Luka? It felt like a strange move when they made it. Uh-huh. But then again, I could probably say that I think Kyrie's the wrong guy to be playing with any team in the league. Yeah. Because he's so weird. Aloof. Yeah. Well, they also totally blew it with Brunson. They and One of the reasons they made that trade is they, they had to, and then they had to like get back in the good graces of the fan base. You let Brunson walk for nothing. He's one of the best players in the league. Oh, if they could get that back, so, and they could have uh, Brunson horrible. and Luka and never go down that path to get Kyrie, That now we're talking about a team that you could build around, and they're going to make deep runs every year in the West. Yeah, it feels like it's a win if they can just win a series, and that's about as far as they're going to go. Because yeah, I, the West I, is so stacked, and then it also comes down to matchups. But, you know, we're buying the Clipper hype. But then again, the Clippers have had all their ish, all kinds of issues, too, in the playoffs. Sure. I'm watching that uh, Mavericks-Suns game last night. And again, the Mavs got out to, like, almost mm-hmm. a 20-point lead in the first half. That is refreshing. Both teams hate each other. I loved it. Yeah. Immediately in the game, yes. here you go, haymakers. I mean, he's pushing. <laughs> yeah. Grant Williams is pushing Kevin Durant to the ground. And, like, every team, every player is coming out. Um but I'm, I'm watching the Mavs closely, and I'm thinking to myself, if they make the playoffs, if they're up against a team like Denver, that's a, maybe a five-game series. I, maybe Dallas takes one game. And I'm trying to think of like other teams, too. Like, how would the Mavericks do against the Wolves? Because the Wolves can defend like crazy. I mean, they've been the best defensive-rated team the entire time. And so, with the Mavericks and how they play a lack of defense, I don't think that's going to go well. I, against OKC, how would that go with Mavericks and Pelican? Just bet every game over? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Other moves he threw out there. Sacramento needs to do something. Great season last year. Still having a good year, but they're in like that 7-8 seed right now. He's Barnes and Mitchell for Grant. I'm not a Barnes fan. No. Grant can score no good? Okay. Portland. No, no, I'm saying I'm not a... I'm, not a, I'm done with Barnes. Right. Okay. Uh, I, I definitely think Sacramento needs to make a move. Portland could trade Brogdon to the Knicks. Brogdon's going to be gone. Yes. Too many teams are going to have interest in that guy. It'd be a nice move for the Knicks. Now, will a, a team... Of respect for Denver tonight, too. Uh, excuse me, for the Knicks. Denver's only laying two. Yeah. And yeah. could the Pelicans get Jared Allen? 
the Allen Mobley thing just doesn't work. Yeah. And I'm very before the injury, he's very disappointed in Mobley's play this year. And we'll see what OKC does. I mean, Presti can the moves he can make. If you told me that Robert Williams was going to get healthy, stay healthy for the rest of the year, yeah, that's the player OKC should get. Okay. So Chet has some help down low. I could also say the same thing about the Bucks. They should go and get that guy. But th- that's the biggest question about. That's the biggest gamble. Yeah, is that you trade for the guy and you're like, well, now we're going to get six games from him because his his knee is toast or I'd, another I'd, injury happens. I still think it's worth it though. Right. Take, take a shot. Yeah, and that'd be something if the Knicks get Brogdon to make another trade though too. Yeah, I mean because they they have a chance here and they've been they've only lost two games this month. Uh, how well they played since the OG trade. A lot to get into in the next hour. The Maestro is going to join the program. Mike Palm, VP, Circa Resort and Casino. Get his thoughts on the two title games that we have coming up uh, this weekend. And also Nacho Gate here in town. And many folks could be in for a rude awakening come Super Bowl week in Las Vegas. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 